0: DVR Podcast proudly presents Dark Study uh. So I fucked up um, Last podcast I fucked up Because I kept fixating on the Lotto 6 d And it wasn't even about that son it was about the one that uh moke i think i'm saying that right maybe not shit happens um but she was the ringleader of the assassination squad apparently she killed herself when oh god even time left to go confront her and find out what's going on with her. Um, the only way he would be able to delete her d is to get the phone of her master, which is an individual known as FB. And she is obsessed with this person, FB. And pretty much she tells... Okadine where the IBN 5100 is. Which is at a coin locker in front of a building called Die. And she does this after they literally have a fight. And he literally kicks her ass because he... Well, she does murder... ...Maiuity multiple times in multiple world lines. And of course... The only one who remembers them with perfect clarity... Uh, Clarity, (laughs) oh my god I'm tired, Clarity (laughs) is Okadi, because he doesn't have the Steiner ability, he just made that shit up, but he is the only one who doesn't have it manifest within him as a dream state, we've seen it manifest in Rukaro and, and others, so it's not, It's just a level of clarity by which he can recall existing and experience multiple scenarios in different and varying world lines. Now, after he gets into that nasty confrontation with her and literally they have like this in-depth discussion with each other about why she's so loyal to this individual who she believes is a woman and as it turns out has never interacted with her except through a phone. And eventually, they find out that F.B. stands for Ferdinand Braun, who was the Nobel Prize winning physicist who created the CRT machine. And that Braun relates to the downstairs dude who's renting out the place to to Okadi, Mr. Braun. And of course, Mr. Braun, (laughs) he kills himself and her, Moké. But Okadian gets her phone Or Mr. Braun's phone So While Okadian is getting to where he wants to get Because each time he successfully deletes an email It extends Mayuri's life by a day She gets killed a day prior um, Not a day prior My bad A day after the previous day So instead of like It being the 13th and it's the 14th Now it's the 15th Now it's the 16th It it proceeds onward like that So The part that's kind of sucky is Even when he tries to kill himself She dies And it turns out that Returning to the original Beta world line Instead of shifting to an alpha line Will basically make Makise Karisu die Like she'd be dead Cause she was the girl you saw in the very first episode Who was dead So That's kinda difficult And He's in a pretty nasty conundrum But Ultimately Christina Decides That whatever's gonna happen Is gonna happen So And of course it turns out that you know She and Okarin have like this special connection And it's just really sad And fucked up to see Because he's absorbed so much shock and all that it's it's just very difficult to deal with and he's very sad and it it's, it's a sad story in a lot of ways because initially your impression of him is this blowhard douchebag who's talking about time travel and trying to invent things and he's not even really a scientist but actually he's extraordinarily Intelligent and sensitive. Um, So this particular conundrum hurts him more. Because yes, he loves Mayuri. Unquestionably, without doubt. But. He has a different kind of love for. His lab assistant, Christina. And. I say it like that because. I'm just taking it from the show. I'm not trying to be funny or cute. I I think it's funny when he says Christina. So. (laughs) I might randomly just say Christina anyway so he starts to lose hope and he starts to give up because he cannot figure out a way to save Christina but then Suzuka comes back To the year 2010, which is the primary year in the story. Where everything diverges left and right, etc, etc. And she says that 5.7 billion people will die in World War III. And she says that saving Karisu ties into halting or preventing this World War III. So Akadine wants to do it. But he also doesn't want to do it. And he starts ranting and raving about all the fucking suffering, pain, misery, and shit that he's fucking been through. Because of all this time traveling and time leaping and trying to right wrongs and trying to just get the shitty reality he was inhabiting back to some normal state. And he just loses it until Mayuri slaps the shit out of him. And uh, <laughs> basically... Gets him to realize that his innate nature isn't to quit or give up. It's to strive to make things or situations better. And to just try to show the love and support to his friends that he's always shown and given them. So he recovers from that little mental breakdown. He agrees. And when he agrees, he goes back in time. And he finds out that that hack asshole who was... Stealing John Titor's time machine and time travel concepts was none other than Christina's father. And the disturbing part is it appears that Christina's father might have been responsible for killing her, which is kind of creepy. And seriously fucked up. Um, Of course, it doesn't quite pan out that way. And it actually gets darker. And even more morbid and fucked up. Because in trying to protect her father, she gets killed by Okadeen. Whoa. Majorly fucked up. Right? So... When they come back, he doesn't even wanna think about going. And yet <laughs> there's another dynamic to it because there's his future self tells him, you know, he's gotta go back to the ultimate timeline, the the Stein's Gate line. And of course they reveal that Stein's gate's just some shit he made up. And that the timeline he's talking about would be one that sets everything right but he would have to deceive himself about what happens in order to pull it off now unfortunately because i'm a douchebag and there's also like wikipedia and there's wikis on steingate and uh steins sorry and there's all this stuff out there i i'll let you see the ending for yourself. I'm not going to really go into exactly how it ends. Sufficing to say that he in fact does manage to deceive himself. And he manages to sort of make things right. So that's how that goes down. Um... It's a crazy fucking story dude Because the whole thing with CERN And pretty much like Christina had a bunch of information On how to potentially develop a time machine And her father wanted to steal that information From her She said they could just work together And share the credit for the concepts And he was just like How is a daughter supposed to be smarter than a father Like it was a very bizarre Twisted sexist Just fucked up scene That she was a part of You know So, I don't really know how to go further into it than that, but it's an amazing show. I mean, just the fact that you have these reoccurring timelines and you have an individual who can remember certain experiences and that you know, you can send them back in time through time leaps and then eventually he actually ended up developing a full blown backwards and forwards time machine um when initially it could only go back in time which was the initial reason why Suzuha died in the first place using that machine um overall the, the the totality of the show and the gist of the show is oddly enough to kind of just embrace the present moment And to embrace your adversity. Because all of these horrific fucked up things that happen to you. They lend themselves towards something other. And something beyond your scope of comprehension. To the point that when you get to a moment. That's on the surface of things completely simple. It's a beautiful and really revelatory and deep moment. Like to see... Okarin standing in front of Christina after everything that they had went through. And you know the depth of of, of that. It is very reminiscent in my heart of, of your name. When these people lock eyes and you know they sacrificed everything for each other. They put it all on the line like they were 1980s or late 80s super cheesy John Cusack Ioni Sky say anything cheesy like you know Nancy Wilson from Heart singing we gave it all for love like that level of cheese and I fucking I'm a big fan of the the cheese man that kind of cheesiness always gets a single little tear out of my droopy eyes because That's intense when all these complicated things that are far beyond your scope of even fully understanding are happening and you go through them and you survive them and you come together with someone and they know and you know and just standing there smiling at the person is a beautiful moment, something so basic and simple. When the simplest moments are beautiful, you're fully and totally alive you're in the moment you're appreciating the fact that that smile is only going to happen if you spend a lot of time with the person a couple several hundred times not millions not even uh thousands maybe if you're lucky thousands and even then it can just go away and they can go away you could be left with nothing and then you die and you become nothing I mean, really, it's just about treasuring the moment. You're not worried about eternity because eternity is its own thing. And even your existence, you're just influencing every other existence and every other existence is influencing you. And you're all just one hyper-connected thing. And, you know, again, go back to my freak out about causality. Time travel is possible because each and every potential and existing moment that ever could be and will be and has been is... Because they all occurred simultaneously. The beginning is the end is the beginning. Is the end is the beginning. Anon, 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 anon. And that's an A-N-O-N. Not on and on and on. Anon. Anon, anon. Anyway. I think it's really intense. I wish I could go even further more into it. But I mean... I don't I don't know how to express all the feelings I have about what that show evokes for me in terms of fantasy so to speak like I think it's really intense to see individuals giving a shit about other individuals that much because it makes you feel something and I think all great storytelling really evokes sentiment and emotion out of you and to have such a metaphysically scientifically thought-provoking science fiction treatise on the nature of humanity and time travel and the nature of regret and the nature of wanting to be something bigger and greater than you are and then ultimately realizing that what you are right here right now is good enough it's fucking good enough man As fucked up as it could be, it's good enough. You don't have to kick yourself down a flight of stairs or wish you could build a time machine and go back and go, No, I'm not going to date that girl who's going to fucking cheat on me. Or no, I'm not going to fucking commit this crime or whatever you think that you could do to correct your life. Just like in the butterfly effect, which I'm, I'm not a biggest fan of, but I did appreciate the attempt. But still... Whatever your life is However fucked up it is You still have to appreciate the moment Cause that's all it is man It's just a singular moment Cause each and every existing moment is connected But they all also are singular And there's no way to really Fully grasp it But to be it Just to be in a moment Like you might hear athletes As time slows down Everything is blocked out I'm just in it And to be in it Really just means to be in a state where you're not thinking, you're being, and when you're being, your appreciation level goes through the fucking roof because you don't have to say wow, you're experiencing and being in a state of wow, like wow, existence is good, wow, life is beautiful, so... I think it's amazing what this story did... In terms of how it facilitated time travel... Discussed these diverging world lines... I love it... I'd recommend it to anyone who actually would sit down... And take the time to just watch it... And... I really just think... It's healthy... For anyone... To just enjoy something like this... It's a great story... Great animation it's very intense, it's very, It's. it has every element of every kind of storytelling in my mind, it has the action, it has horror, because some of the shit that happens to this poor man as he's repeatedly le- time-leaping and going through differing world lines is fucked up. Um, what happened with Christina was fucked up, It's. it's just intense on a very different level of intensity. So, yeah, I might watch some regular TV shit. I don't even fucking know. Um, I'd have to look into it. I'm terrible at doing that because I'm moody. And I need something to catch my attention. So, who knows? Maybe I might even just do some bullshit relating to some fucking movies or something. I don't know. Like, I'll go see a movie. You know, I don't know when. I don't know the hell i'm doing but i will say i love stein's gate i'm looking into ergo proxy i might <laughs> yo dude there's a, a romstein video where they're all fat i don't i don't know i know that's completely random thought but oh my god it's, it looks funny as shit it's called kind lust i don't know this shit looks hilarious sorry to diverge anyway that's really about it for Steinsgate. Um I wish I'd say I have a lot of other theories about it, but I actually think that all that over-the-top storytelling, all of it, everything that's so intrinsic that makes it so fascinating, isn't what's fascinating about it. The bottom line and basic, boring, sad truth of it all is that it's a love story, and every story that's worth anything is a love story. And when you let go of this notion of you being you and you actually embrace the fact that you could be more immersed in another's existence than your own when you notice that you can't look at your own face and that everyone else in the world can look at you but no one sees you the way you do and you don't see anyone the way they see themselves and for you to let go of all of that and just be here now for someone other than you it changes the world And it slows time down to just nothing. And the moment opens itself up to you and is fucking beautiful. So, I don't know. I might see Black Panther. I'm not sure. I don't know what I'm doing. But when I do know, you'll know. Because you'll hear me talking stupid shit about it. Hopefully it's like deep and consequential and can grab your attention if you're a pretentious asshole like me who really likes to have his mind stimulated and is tired of being accused of using big words when I don't even know what the fuck a big word is anyway wishing you all happy happy lives thanking you all for observing through listening to my shit my existence and appreciating you and hoping that you're healthy safe warm that most people don't treat you like shit And that you avoid car accidents. And you avoid any kind of horrible, nasty, negative energy. And if you do manage to be in those moments, realize this. They're just moments. Moments are both fleeting and eternal simultaneously. Learn to let go. Enjoy being here right now. Because that's all we ever really have. Hasta la pasta. Later.